But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. So this is You Don't Know Me, a podcast about a whole bunch of people that you don't know. Today, I'm your host, Phoebs, and we also have... Andrew. Last time he was Andy, by the way. So. Last time I was Andy. Now I'm Andrew. Uh, next week, I think I might uh, switch over to Philip. All right. <laughs> so um, Andrew and I actually know each other from theater. Yes, we do. So theater stories. Yes. Well, what the hell have we been in together? What? Dark of the Moon. Okay, we were in that, yes. That was the one where I played a crazy redneck rapist. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I've heard a lot of stories about some of the other stuff you've been in. Like, what was the time that you broke your arm? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there was this play I was in, and this was after you had gone to, to China. Mm. Um, and uh, it was called Noises Off, and whoever's listening to this, which is probably going to be nobody, so that <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. Um it's it's a play within a play. Mm. It's essentially uh, about this theater troupe that is trying to put on an old school English farce, like a bedroom farce, mm. uh, which is you know, it's, you know, people running in and out of doors, and there's a lot of complicated choreography that goes on in those <laughs> okay. bedroom farces. Because building into it, complicated yeah, choreography. Complicated, yeah, very complicated. Uh, choreography because you know you have to get your timing right with people coming in and out of doors maybe one person isn't supposed to see another person yet so you have to be very careful about that to make sure all the timing is right and this play is about a troop of people trying to put that kind of play on Uh. so the first act is their rehearsal okay the second act is from the backstage while that play is going on and then the third act is from the front of the house so you can see the actual play happening so in noises off the first act with rehearsal uh they're just kind of fucking up not getting their lines right people aren't doing things (laughs) the way they're supposed to be doing it and i played the director of the theater troupe and i'm trying to direct all of them while at the same time my character's having an affair and running around and being a total pompous asshole it was a great role. I love playing it because I just I just got to be myself. <laughs> um, and then the second act, the second act, it's about fifteen minutes of setup dialogue, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the act for act two, there's no dialogue. It's all action. Oh, really? It's just it's, it's all, body comedy, like physical yeah. Comedy? It's all choreography because the play starts in the second act. Uh, from the backstage and uh, oh so yeah you can't talk yeah Yeah. so you can't talk so all these these actors quote unquote are running around and and trying not to talk but things are going awful people are missing their cues you know (laughs) there's a whiskey bottle and an axe being thrown around something's on fire there's like a friggin for some reason there was a cactus plant and I don't remember why there was and that's in there Dude, this it's a great play. Yeah, uh, it's it's hilarious, and we we knocked it out of park, and and people loved it. But <laughs> big but. But <laughs> the Sunday before, uh, 
we were supposed to put on the play and show it for the first time, which was going to be on Thursday. Uh, we were doing a last minute dress rehearsal. Yeah. And in the third act, right before we were done for the night, and we'd been there for six hours, and we were exhausted because we'd had to run through the play like three times. Yeah. And the, the tech our, our director was pissy and, and, mm-hmm. and not having a good time, and it felt like nothing was coming together, which is basically every play that every you'll ever... Every tech week ever. Yeah, yeah. Every tech week is always <laughs> like that. Uh, and during the middle of the third act, I, during the third act, fell out of a window... On stage, that was a staggering three feet high. <laughs> so were you supposed to fall out of the window? Yeah, so my character, the director, he, uh, he was supposed to take the place of uh, the burglar in the farce because the burglar um. was p- supposed to be played in the play by a drunk guy who couldn't play the burglar right and never got his timing right. So the director decided to come through as yeah. the burglar and come through the window. Mm. Okay, when 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 it's supposed to be the burglar's time, and at Got this it. point in the play, there's like three different burglars on stage at the same time, because <laughs> everybody's trying to cover for this guy. Well, I come through this window, and it's so high up, it's like three feet high up, man. And I decided, you know, it'd be really funny if the director had no idea uh, how to come through a window or do a stunt or anything. <laughs> so you just throw some extra physical. Yeah. So he. Uh, so, you know, I decided to throw a couple of extra bits of physical comedy in there, like um, breaking my arm. And that was, seemed like a really good idea. Uh, so I did it. I hopped out that window and um, my clavicle snapped like a twig. Oh, my God. Wait, so did you? Okay, I can't tell if you're 100% joking or like you really just didn't know how to climb through the window. I, I totally messed up. The most simple uh, stunt possible, which is jumping from one small ledge down to a floor. <laughs> I somehow managed to royally screw that up and And not tear. just like, not like twist your ankle. like No, <laughs> like I, I tore the tendons that connect my clavicle to the rest of my arm. Yeah. And you can actually feel and see the bump. Where the clavicle is permanently sticking up a little bit more. Oh, geez. Yeah, and apparently it's a very common sports injury. Mm. Uh, so uh, that happened. <laughs> so you have a common sports injury. From yeah, I have a theater. common sports. <laughs> 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 so I, I, at first I didn't even know what had happened. I, I, I got up and was like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? And I tried to move my arm, and I couldn't. And that was around the time I realized I was in a lot of trouble. And I, I, it was the most pain, the most pain I'd ever been in my whole life. I, I, I blacked out almost and uh, fell down on the floor. And <laughs> made an even bigger scene. Yeah, I made a huge scene out of it. And uh, people's voices were getting distant and cloudy. <laughs> Because I was in so much pain that I was, I was going into mild shock. Because it hurt like a son of a bitch. So my friend Tim and my other friend Tim uh, and my other friend Tim <laughs> drugged me to the hospital and put me in a sling. So you remember how I said that this play has a lot of really complicated choreography? Yeah. Guess who had probably some of the most complicated choreography out of everybody? 
The guy with the broken arm. This guy, because I'm the, I'm one of the only characters that spends the entire time backstage. Yeah. During the second act, and I'm the one that's running around and handing off stuff to people all the time. Oh. So yeah, I had so a giant full fire axe. I had a cactus. I had a full bottle of whiskey. I, I, I would be changing this stuff. I'd be running into people. I'd be bumping into them, shaking them. Uh, all of this had to be choreographed and timed perfectly. Mm. And had to do all of that while with my arm in a sling. <laughs> like instead of shaking them, just smack them. No, like. but I, I did definitely bring the pain pills that the doctor gave me. And I popped a couple of them while on stage during the play. Because <laughs> I started to get like, I started to feel a lot of pain. And my and my arm when I was holding the axe totally fits the character too. So yeah, so <laughs> I, I popped a couple of of pain pills, like eight hundred milligrams of ibuprofen or something, yeah. and I was just like, <laughs> and ate those, and then I gave the pill bottle to one of the other actors, and he took it to go do something and bring back flowers at some point, uh-huh. uh, and then I, I I had to go find the pill bottle afterwards and take a few more because I was in a lot of pain. I shouldn't have been in that play in that condition. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Uh, and that was Noises Off. That was Noises Off. <laughs> I like it. I like this story a lot. <laughs> so how did you guys work in the whole sling thing? Um, so this is what we had to do. Uh, we had to write in, uh, during the first act, an explanation for why my character was in a sling. Because it wouldn't have made any sense. This yeah. director just has a sling on. Why does he have a sling on? I, that's a pretty major visual thing that Absolutely. people would wonder about. So we had to throw that in there during one of my monologues. And I decided that since we're pretty much doing this off the cuff, I thought it would be appropriate for my character to blame the uh, prop maker and <laughs> <laughs> just put it all on him and tell him, that the reason I was in a sling is because he didn't nail the floorboards in right, and I was really pissed at him about it. <laughs> so that's how we did that, and that's how we wrote it in. And people bought it. Like, if you hadn't seen the play before and you just walked in, you I just know. kind of say it off the cuff during the middle of a monologue, and people came up to me and they were like, that was so funny, man. Uh, uh, how, how long did you have to practice being in the sling for to get all that right? And I would tell them, no, I, I broke my arm. No, like, like this literally happened three days I, ago. I broke, yeah, I, I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> I'm in a lot of pills right now. <laughs> Someone's probably going to have to drive me home. <laughs> you know, in terms of shows that you're putting on, like, comedy shows are the best. They're just a goldmine for just crazy mishaps. And yeah, it was so funny because I, I, felt, I felt like we ended up living the play Noises Off. <laughs> Because in the process of trying to put on this play within a play about people fucking up making a play, yeah. we were fucking up making a play. Like, the set, without us meaning to, it would fall apart yeah. during the actual show. <laughs> and people thought that it was part of the act, like someone was there pushing a wall over. But yeah. no, really, a, a wall in the first act during rehearsal, someone comes in, slams the door, and this wall that's supposed to be blocking a, a window falls down and almost crushes one of our actresses during the actual play. Oh, jeez. And then later in the second act on one of our shows, one of the guys completely misses his cue. <laughs> completely misses his cue, pisses off one of the actresses. She's upset. 
and people are trying to run interference in the backstage while the backstage portion of the show is going on. I had to come out and I started whispering, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Where is everybody? What's going on? We ended up having an improv. At least half of the second act before everybody got back into their their Uh, actual positions that they were supposed to be in. I've had to do that before too. Oh man, it was just, whew. That worst part. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Those 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 cues that aren't dependent upon anything that's happening. Like if you're the actor that has, basically one of those that's going to be the trigger for the, everything else that's happening mm-hmm. for the rest of the scene. I've been in that situation a lot. Um, when I was in high school, we did a show called Vanities. I had never been in something that was that much like comedy timing based. That mm-hmm. was one of my first. That like every like facial expression really mattered for that character. And there was one point where um, they're sitting there talking to two girls and like the one is like talking about sex and she's, you know, getting kind of curious about it. And when we're in high school and I'm standing over in the corner and I'm filing my nails and I'm just like listening to the conversation, but acting like I'm not. So I'm facing the audience and I'm just acting out the character of what's natural. I didn't realize how funny this would be until I was actually in the show on stage with the audience and I'm like filing and like listening and making these really extreme faces and like slowly <laughs> turning around and like like reacting to everything and they are dying and yeah. I, it took me so long to figure out that they were laughing at me and when it hit me that they were laughing at me I almost broke like oh, I really? yeah I was just like oh god this is really funny <laughs> so my dad t- my dad said he was watching me the whole time and he saw all that moment of like uh-huh. where I was like almost almost started laughing because I realized like how I, ridiculous I, it was I think one of the things that struck me as being so strange is how when I'm in a play and when I'm in a comedy, mm-hmm. it it never occurs to me that I'm tr- that I'm being funny. I'm yeah. just trying not to fuck <laughs> it up. Yeah. You know, I, you're like you're doing I, the I'm character. I'm nervous as hell. Yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to inhabit this character. Yeah, and and sell it as yeah. hard as I can and people are laughing or maybe they're not laughing and yeah. I have no idea if I'm doing this right or yeah. not it you feel that way I don't know if you know more veteran people who did it as more of their career in terms of theater experiences here I do want to talk to you about some of the skills that you have to learn like when, whenever you get cast with a particular character I yeah. know you have to learn some weird shit sometimes so what is the weirdest skill you've ever had to learn in a show? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, weirdest skill that I think I had to pick up was uh, how to do uh, stage fighting correctly. Okay, yeah. I, I, I didn't know how to... Honestly, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And I would substitute stage fighting and you know doing stunt work and everything by just having people do it to me. Oh, yeah. that's you know, I still don't know how to do it, so... I'd rather... It's it's so frustrating to me when it's like you're trying to do a, st- a stage slap and you don't get the timing right. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, that's hard. Uh, and it looks like shit. Yeah, there's ra- no There's no middle ground with it. There's no passable. Like, you either nail it or it looks... Yeah, garbage. so I'm, I was just... I was just... Just slap me. Just slap the shit out of me, dude. Make it look... Make it look good. 
Slap the shit out of me. I did have to do that. So when we were in Dark of the Moon, uh-huh. the girl that was playing my daughter, we could not time our slap right. Yeah. And I finally, we had a conversation and she did the same thing. She was like, you know what? Just hit me. And so we get on stage, like literally the first night, mm-hmm. we were so afraid of messing it up. And I got so into the character yeah. that I smacked the shit out of her. And she full on reacted. And I was like, oh, oh God. Like, yeah. But I couldn't because the character was pissed off and was actually hitting her. So. Yeah. You, you, that particular play, I had to get into a, a fist fight probably two or three times in that play for my oh, character. That was really physical and not in like comedy way. Cause it yeah, because it, was it, was, it wasn't a comedy. It was a very serious business drama um, that just happened to have witches in it. Uh, <laughs> just happened to have a witch boy in it. Yeah. Witch boy! <laughs> witch boy! Come here, witch boy! <sighs> Brother. Um... <laughs> so the stage fighting stuff, you know, I, in played against Sam, I just had Humphrey Bogart. I played the Woody Allen character, and I would just have the guy playing Humphrey Bogart. I'd just tell him, "Just slap me, just slap me," because <laughs> it's not going to look good otherwise. And if we get lucky, you'll knock my glasses off, and it'll be hilarious. It'll be a great physical gag. Yeah. So, and that did happen a couple of times. And one time, the guy slapped me too hard, and it drew blood in my mouth. <laughs> And then I realized that maybe I should get a little bit better at stage fighting. <laughs> so that you don't have to bleed. And then a couple of months later, I broke my arm trying to do a stunt work. So trying to <laughs> maybe, maybe being in plays and doing anything physical is just a recipe for disaster with me. Because I'm pretty sure I'm just going to get hurt yeah. very badly. Uh, but in, in Dark of the Moon, you were talking about how when you slapped her and you felt... Almost really instantly, ba- yeah, terrible. instantly felt bad, right? Yeah. Well, I discussed with um, the guy that played Witch Boy or John, as the character was called, mm-hmm. I think, right? The character yeah. was called John. Yeah. So John and I uh, talked about it, and there's a scene where I'm basically asking uh, the love interest for John to be my wife, and I'm kind of being a super creep about it. And John comes in and kind of ruins the moment because the girl's obviously in love with him. Mm-hmm. I'm the antagonist. Yeah. So me and John talked about it. And during this scene, we decided it would be really great if I were to uh, do something really awful to John. As sort of a, out, of, out of spite or yeah. because I'm jealous. So we decided it would be a good idea if uh, I spit on John. If I spit on him, like on his chest or something, uh-huh. and we talked about it, and we even agreed, you know what? Actually, spit on me, because you'll be able to see it with the light hitting the spit. Oh yeah! And it'll be great. It'll really drive home just how much of a piece of shit this character is. Oh yeah! So we did that uh, with the chest spitting a couple of times. Uh, while we were doing the play, and I mean, it got good reactions, you know, yeah. lots of gasps and everything. Um, and, but one night, I wasn't really thinking about it or paying attention, and I kind of got a little too in character. I, I, it was one of the few times I can recall where, you know, the, the, the fourth wall had firmly established itself. Yeah. And it was like the audience wasn't there, and I accidentally spit in his face. Oh, God. And I, I, I was still in character, look. and I, I, 
I immediately walked off stage after I do that. You know, that's what I'm supposed to do. After I spit on them, I'm, I'm supposed to walk off stage. Mm-hmm. I walk off stage and immediately was like, oh, God. Oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> John comes back stage after the scene is over. And he's, he's, someone hands him a towel and he's wiping his face. And I'm sitting there going, forgive me, John. Please forgive me. I did not mean to do that. I, I, I missed the mark. I don't know what happened, you know. I, and, and he was just like, it got so many gasps. As he's just wiping my own spittle off his face. And that's it. That's all there was to The way that it. you're acting this out in front of me is uh-huh. the funniest part. <laughs> I'm so Just, sorry that you guys can't see this. Uh, so. Yeah, it, I felt so bad, and uh, our friend H yeah. uh, got mad at me for it because she saw me do it. And she got so mad at me. Uh, she's like, "Andrew, what did you do that for? Oh my gosh, it's just a play." And I was like, "I didn't mean, I didn't mean to, man. It's just in the moment. It's in the moment." Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. And I, the first time I smacked the shit out of her, I left like a handprint on her face mm-hmm. because I did that. But um, that's actually not the weirdest. So I had to learn a very, very strange skill as well for one of my shows. Yeah. I was in Waiting for Godot. Oh, yes, Waiting for Godot. Okay. I know. And we did this at my all girls boarding school, <laughs> and it was a gender bent version. So it was kind of right. like gender, I wouldn't say like, full-on gender bent, but it was, like, gender neutral, kind of. Uh-huh. So we dressed very masculine, but we were obviously still women. Yeah. Um, and I was Pazzo, and I had to learn how to crack a whip, a really, really? large whip. And I spent – I could not figure this out. Like, cracking a whip seems like it would be really easy, but when it's a massive whip, like, that's really hard. Also because you're afraid to, like, hit somebody, actually. Like, I had a legit, very real whip. That I had to crack on stage with the slave person. You know, basically Pazzo has that person that's on Mm -hmm. a rope with him. Um, And I was so afraid of hitting that girl so bad that, like, for the longest time, I I just, like, couldn't get it because I was terrified of, like, hurting someone. And then when I did, I mean, it was, like, startling. Like, it's so loud. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no. Yeah, they they sound sound like a thirty-eight special going off whenever you're... They really do. They're... They're super loud. It had um, such an impact in the stage, though. I mean, like, because the audience will react because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, that's a real whip. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In order to get that realism, you, you pretty much have to have the real thing on, on stage. Yeah. It's kind of weird the way verisimilitude works with theater stuff. Um, I had to learn to chop wood for Dark <laughs> of the Moon. Oh, yeah. Um, and, but they um, didn't sharpen the axe, and all the wood was rotten. So, on several occasions, I'm supposed to be this big strongman character in this play, and I'm coming over to show John what for and chop his wood for him, and I take this mighty swing, and the axe just just sticks about two inches deep into the, into the logs because they're so rotten and gross and wet, I can't chop through it at all. And we had to improvise... On stage for a serious business drama, yeah. us getting into a tiff about how he needs to sharpen his axe because that's why he's having such trouble chopping his wood. Oh. Yeah. God, that also brings me back to so many of the improv classes that we took as mm-hmm. well because I think the first one, 
you'll do those like rapid fire games where you have three lines to build a scene. Um, and I came in one time and same girl that was their director was my partner in that. And <laughs> I literally came in like dragging something. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's the, it's the body. Like, <laughs> immediately the, the director was like, ooh, that's dark. She like announced it. It was really fucked up. And everybody that's was like. That's a great like, way to start off any, any sort of improv. It's just, I'm just going to start off by dragging in this dead body. Let's see where we go from here. The other time oh, I did like a fake gun in her face mm-hmm. and I did this super southern girl and I was like, I know what you've been doing with my husband. And she was like, uh, and she just stood there in complete froze. Like it was. Oh, it was that's really funny. funny. Do you remember those games, uh, the improv games that we'd have to do to, to learn, mm-hmm. you know, to get on each other's level or. Yeah. Man, the, the hardest one was the one where you had to uh, stand apart from each other mm-hmm. and you would both have to announce a word at the same time and try to guess. And you both had to f- figure out a way to announce the exact same word. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you know, like, together, like yeah. you would stand there and say the first time I'd say pineapple and the other guy would say at the same time fire truck. And yeah. so we would have to stop and look at each other, take a step forward and get closer to each other. <laughs> and then we'd have to try it again, yeah. try and get the same exact word down. Yeah. And if you, you know, then he would say Apple and I would say Ford Focus, (laughs) (laughs) you know, not really helping at all. You know, it's a fiesta. This is what we're talking about, right? Um, And you'd have to get closer and closer and closer. And I did this with my friend R and uh, we did it in a class with a couple of other people and the girls were amazing. They'd do it really quickly mm-hmm. like they'd take three maybe five steps and they'd have it mm-hmm. me and R we were basically making out with each other before the <laughs> words ever uttered out of our lips that uh, the same word together and um, it also it was underwear I remember very specifically that the <laughs> word was underwear <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about and that's god so I funny. fucking hated it <laughs> Oh, I hated doing those dumb setup games or, or the ones where, you know, everybody would get in a circle and they'd have to go slap, bang or, or whatever. No, zip, zip, zap, zop. Yeah, zip, zap, zop. I don't yeah. care. I, 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 it doesn't affect me it or my ability like to act. summer it, camp when I, we were doing yeah, those. Yeah, I felt so Some lame of them are really it. beneficial. Like the word game, that's like actually legitimately really hard and you have to pay attention and you mm-hmm. have to listen. But zip, zap, zop, like. Uh, zip. Zap, zap. So, to kind of move things along, let's talk about some characters that we've had to play. Um, So, what is probably the craziest character you've ever had to play? So, think about one, like, pick one that's, like, really, really funny, Mm -hmm. and pick one that was, like, challenging. Okay. Well, the first play I was in... I was in The Importance of Being Earnest, mm-hmm. and I got the... Love that movie, by the way. I love that. I got the title role of Ernest, Yeah. Uh, and that was the first play I'd ever been in, so that was weird. And yeah. I, and, and that was like, you know, f- for the Holly and all that, so they had already been doing like a bunch of auditions. Mm-hmm. I was drugged there by R um, mm-hmm. just on a whim. I didn't even intend to, to try out for it, but I went with them, yeah. and they ended up 
choosing me for the role. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that character, yeah, having to be cognizant of being super proper and walking a certain way and making sure that my back was straight and my chin was kind of tucked in a little bit. Yeah. Everything that I thought, you know, a Victorian gentleman should be, mm -hmm. I had to learn to do that and keep it going throughout the entire, uh, throughout the entire play. And that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because mm -hmm. all the other characters I've played, I'm just a guy. You know, yeah. I'm either a guy or, or I was a redneck or whatever, and those are easy by comparison. Oh yeah, those are caricatures. So yeah, I feel they're, like it's a lot they're easier caricatures. To play. But you know, Ernest is, I mean, probably for the time, a bit more of a caricature. Yeah. But this is very complex uh, stuff that you have to do to sell the idea of you really being a part of that that culture. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting to me. So we talked about one of the more challenging characters that you played with mm. Ernest. Um, yeah. But I want to hear the most ridiculous or funniest character. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's definitely got to be the Woody Allen character for Played Against Sam. Okay. That character, is the character's name was Alan Felix, I think. And uh, it was basically just being me the entire time just saying words that were written down for me yeah that's basically what the director wanted she wanted me to just be very nervous and the rest would carry itself and uh yeah he's i guess he's the funniest character alan felix has got to be the funniest and probably got the most laughs but the thing is is that that play it's it's about a i guess about an hour and a half long mm -hmm. um and the page count for the play i guess was like 75 80 pages okay and 60 pages of it was just my dialogue what really yeah it was it's almost all monologues uh, from that character oh got it yeah it I had to learn all of that and had to learn it in two months. Yeah. And that was, first of all, that was really fucking hard. Um, I, yeah, Vanities was like that for me too. Yeah. And second of all, he doesn't ever shut up. The character never shuts up. I don't get a break. Like, yeah. it, it's me the whole time up, up on the stage for 90 minutes yabbing my gab uh, about how neurotic everything in the world is. And, 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 oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know if I can, if I can handle this. Oh, I'd rather, I'd rather talk about Casablanca for the next 35 minutes and, and visualize some folk are talking to me. That's what I'm gonna do. Sure is. That that was um, that was definitely That's... how I played that character. I've never seen that show, so... He's like a New York film critic. It's, you know, it's Woody Allen, yeah. so he's yeah. just just this n sad sack uh, New Yorker. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that one. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I can <laughs> add to that. face was terrifying. What were you looking at? <laughs> I suddenly felt very much on the spot to come up with a finisher. <laughs> I was oh. like, I've got nothing. 
<laughs> what am I gonna do? How do I close this? So I just stared off into the middle distance for a hot five seconds, trying to figure it all out. Huh. That ever happened to you? You just kind of just stop. Like everything in your, your daily functioning just grinds to a halt and you just stare and you're like, what am I going to do next? Like you're mentally browsing through Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just trying to find the right movie on Netflix in your head. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a never-ending process. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. You just eventually settle. Mm-hmm. So what, what? What about you? What's What's the the funniest, craziest? Um, I've got two that stick character. out in my head. Yeah. Um, the funniest character I've ever played. Oh, there's actually two. Um. But I will say, like, the, the most, the 24-hour play festival that we did at school. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was playing a drunk stepsister who apparently has a thing for my stepbrother, and I actually have to kiss him <laughs> in the show. It was really awkward. Of course, we only have eight hours to learn this piece. Yeah. And I literally stumble out there, and I'm wearing, like, in a, like a, a tiara that's skewed. And he's like, why are you wearing a tiara? And I literally look at him and go, because I'm a fucking princess. <laughs> <laughs> Did Colin write that one? No, I think Who it was actually, it was um, M. Oh. So, funniest one was definitely the 24-hour festival, because it was just so ridiculous. Also, my, um, the guy that I was acting with is definitely gay. And I had to kiss him, and he was like, ew. Every time he would freak out, he would be, like, startled. And it was just like a pop kiss, like, but every time he would, like, recoil oh, physically. One of the one of the people, one of the girls that I did a play with, I did Ernest with this girl, and she was my love interest, and we're supposed to kiss a couple of times in that play. Mm-hmm. And she would intentionally eat things that were filled with onions and garlic right before <laughs> just to fuck with me. <laughs> Oh my god, it was like making out with a trash can. It was awful. <laughs> like, imagine going up to a sweaty construction worker, working in that hot Georgia sun all day. Yeah. He put on a little deodorant, but it, it wasn't enough. He ran out that morning, and he didn't have time to go and pick up some more from the Kroger. He's been fucking slugging it this entire day, okay? It, this guy is sweaty. He's got dirt everywhere. He's, he's just, oh, it's awful. Imagine, if you will, going up into his little armpit and then sucking on his armpit hairs like the teat from your mother's nipple. That is what it tasted like to have to make out with this woman during this play. Oh, I can't. It was really fucking bad. <laughs> it was so fucking bad, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I just couldn't understand why would you want to do that to a fellow respected actor, whatever. Oh, I told you. <laughs> the sound guy is dying right now. <laughs> so, so, so. Just wish things could be different, you know? Yeah. I just wish maybe she thought, you know what, instead of um, stuffing my, my mouth with three-day-old hot garbage, 
Um, instead, I'll brush my teeth like a normal goddamn human being and n not try to, you know, breathe the breath of life down my co-actor's throat. Just a suggestion, though. <laughs> so for anybody who thought that when you kiss on stage, it's romantic, we're here to tell you that it is absolutely not. <laughs> it's a, probably the least romantic thing I can think of. It's robotic at yeah. best. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's so <laughs> awkward. Oh, man. Um, and one time, one, one girl that I was in a play with, she actually put some gusto into it, mm -hmm. and I wasn't expecting it, and she, like, shoved her tongue into my mouth, and I was like, whoa, my parents are in the audience. <laughs> my dad my dad, and my stepmom, I think, were in the audience that night, and she just went, <laughs> like the fucking second mouth out of a xenomorph just <laughs> trying to attach itself to my uvula. <laughs> Very, very uncomfortable. So, okay. So talking about characters and improv and honestly a lot of what we talked about. Have you ever broken character on stage? Yes. Ooh, once. tell me about that. I've broken character once um, and it was during Played Against Sam. Okay. Um, there is a scene where uh, I think we're about to do like a uh, sort of like a double date for the characters and they brought... And my character's friends brought over this girl, mm -hmm. and I'm, my character's trying to impress her. Yeah. So we're sitting down on the couch, and the couch is facing, you know, directly to the audience, and the couch is about five feet away from the edge of the stage. Mm -hmm. And there's a table with stuff on it, there's like a bowl full of popcorn. And um, what I'm supposed to do is. At the end of this segment where I'm trying to act really smooth, I'm supposed to lift my legs up in the air, cross them all smooth-like, and then <laughs> immediately hit the popcorn bowl and have it bounce up and splash into mine and the girl character's face. Okay. That's how the, that's how the gag's supposed to work, and, yeah. you know, it gets laughs, whatever. Uh -huh. um, well, one night, we were doing that scene, and... I kind of wasn't paying attention really to where my foot's going because I was because there was so much dialogue going on and a lot of really complicated movements. Yeah. I was trying to make sure that everything was just gonna work. You yeah. Know? Um, and I ended up uh, swinging my leg down way too hard <laughs> and in the wrong spot of the bowl. So I hit the bowl at an angle like two times faster than I usually hit it. And it just goes pop and spins out into the audience. <laughs> and on the front row, I just see it almost in slow motion, this bowl of popcorn spinning <laughs> in the air. And it just smacks this old, old lady right in the nose. And she jumps and swings her arms around. And she goes, oh, my you know, just, <laughs> and I couldn't do anything She's other than go, splash zone. I just went, oh no, and just pushed my hand on my face to cover my mouth out of shame <laughs> and concern for this fucking senior living lady. God, it, it was so awful. I felt so bad for her. I actually did break character at that moment. And I shouldn't have, you know, because professionalism or whatever, but yeah. I thought I 
thought I killed her for a second. <laughs> and I just go, sorry. Because the whole audience knew what had happened. Yeah. They all see this old lady get beamed in the face with a yeah. bowl of popcorn. And right after that scene's over, there's a intermission, because I think it goes into act two. And I come back out, and she's gone. <laughs> she's just gone. Her and, like, three other people that were sitting with her are just fucking out of there. <laughs> they oh, don't come geez. back for the rest of the play. <laughs> I think they just left. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't have to take the poor lady to the hospital. Because, um, oopsie poopsie. <laughs> that was an awesome story. I can't believe we didn't open with that story. <laughs> I'm crying right now. <laughs> Let's just leave it on that. I assaulted an old woman with a bowl. <laughs> okay. So if someone's gonna play that over like a deposition thirty years down the line. It's like, see, he's not fit to be president of the United States of Death Town. Because you know, global warming. Um she's gonna be awful. Alright, on that note, I think that's a wrap. So thanks for joining us today. Thank I'm you. Beeps. I'm Andrew. And you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. That's You Don't Know Me. Feel free to also follow us on social media at YDKM Podcast or check out our website at YDKMPodcast.com. As usual, the music in this episode is from bensounds.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D-S.com.